Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 24 Memvar Gav, the ex mercenary blacksmith. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Patrick Kolb's table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> Long time no see, my brother, Patrick. How are you doing today? Yeah, hi. I'm doing pretty good. Just woke up a little while ago. Still trying to wake up. I think I'm good enough to go now. Yes, the time of recording is a morning. Forgive us if you hear some coffee slurping going on in the background. <laughs> so, Patrick, would you like to introduce yourself to the podcast audience and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Sure, yeah. I'm a software developer and also a Twitch streamer. I've been doing the software development for about four years somewhere along that range i forget time is you know an illusion sometimes to me and i've been doing the twitch streaming for at least two years that's awesome yeah i know you play a wide variety of games on your channel if i'm not mistaken correct i do uh i've mostly try to focus on rpg games kind of the direction i'd recently picked uh, and it seems to have done really well for me oh there you go right in the wheelhouse of this show which speaking of rpg leads me into our next question of do you currently or have have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons before? Uh, well, you know, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, so there's the the campaign with you, and uh, I think I've been in three others after that. Oh wow! So nice. yeah, definitely enjoy the game. I'm not currently in the campaign, but my most recent one was probably like two or three months ago. So it's oh, still cool. still a fond fond game to me. I always enjoy it. Now remind me again, because I think when I was there uh, at college, it was fourth edition we were playing, and then it was right before I moved to Dallas is when I started the switch over to fifth edition. So did you get to play fourth and fifth edition with me? Or I think it was fourth edition, and I played a shard mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's slowly coming back to me. If you can't already tell, Patrick and I are fraternity brothers from college. Having played in games of mine, I knew that Patrick would be a perfect guest. So when you have your own show, you get to stack the guest list with people that you know and like. So as we head into the namesake of our show, do you happen to have a favorite NPC character from one of your RPG games or D&D? &D and why are they your favorite? 
I spent a lot of time thinking about what exactly is like my favorite NPC, and I think the one I kind of enjoyed the most was Konoe Kikyo from uh, Bravely Default. She was the ninja asterisk holder, and uh, she had some pretty fun quirks. What were some of those quirks? Because she's a ninja, she's all about like stealth and like hiding away, so she doesn't really like social interactions. But if you force her to talk, or she's put in a situation where she needs to talk, she will transform and put like a disguise on into someone else and Mm -hmm. talk with like as fast as possible without taking any breaths so she can just be done and then goes back into her normal self interesting so she sounds like she's very high in her dexterity skill but very low in charisma yes okay interesting and she's your favorite just because of she's not a very social person is that why she's your favorite yeah so she's a boss character in uh bravely default and it's just really funny because she all the other bosses have really good like they can hold conversations except her so all of your characters are trying to talk to her but she's just like really silent until she just can't handle it anymore and and she just switches and then spouts everything at once and then goes back like nothing happened so she's actually a villain in this piece or not when you first encounter her she's kind of like an antagonist but once you defeat her some stuff happens in the game you don't have Mm -hmm. to fight her again so she's just kind of there but you can go out of your way to fight her after that. Oh, okay, interesting. So just like maybe a little spat early on, but then you can always just go back to her and talk to her and well, or talk to a disguised version of herself and then she'll tell you what she needs to know, right? Right. Awesome. Do you happen to have a favorite side quest from RPG, video game, film, movie, TV, etc., and why is it your favorite side quest? As many RPG games as I play, I really enjoy the main story more than anything else. So, it was really difficult to find something that was my favorite, but the <laughs> (laughs) one I settled with wasn't because I finished the side quest, it was because something happened while I was doing it. So I chose the College of Winterhold quest line in Skyrim. Oh, okay. Yeah, and while it was like reaching its climax and like you found the villain, he was doing his thing, charging up the the giant orb of magic or whatever, Mm -hmm. everyone just kind of bugged out and just stopped caring. They they stopped whatever animations they were doing and just kind of walked like quietly out of the room, (laughs) including the villain himself and <laughs> i followed them i was like okay maybe this is part of the quest maybe they just got brainwashed or something so i went out the headmaster was just dead right next to everyone they were just walking past him like oh it's just the normal occurrence it's fine oh my gosh that's hilarious. so I, I couldn't actually finish the quest line but it was definitely one of the more memorable experiences i've had with the side quest and then finally for this personal interview section what are you passionate about and why because i'm a, a recent streamer you know, two years or whatever but recently in the, like the past couple of months i've really found a passion in, in streaming one of the things that it's done is really helped my public speaking skills i never really got them in college or high school or anything like that a lot of those teachers are just kind of doing their thing to make a paycheck they didn't seem that invested in the student Unfortunately, my skills were lacking, but ever since I started streaming, it's basically like I'm giving a speech to everyone that's watching, and it's improved all my public speaking skills, my ability to convey thoughts, my ideas, engage with people. And surprisingly, it's also helped me with my job. I give a lot of presentations at my job. Something happened while I was demoing a feature and something definitely was not working the way it was supposed to work. I'm able to like improv a little bit and kind of keep the demo going. I've had to do that a few times that I'm not really proud to admit, but 
it's helped. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad that streaming has really opened that up for you. I know, yeah, I was there probably one of the first few there on Twitch because you shared on social media like, oh, hey, I'm starting streaming. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I decided to give you a follow. And so every chance that I can, I try and watch a video. I know I was quite interested back probably when you first started, you played The Lion King video game on Super Nintendo, which I very much remember from my childhood. And I remember yelling at the television like, no, Patrick, you have to roar at the monkeys to make them change direction and stuff like that. But then you figured it out. And <laughs> I thought that was funny. And recently you started playing Super Mario RPG, which yeah. I, I greatly have fond memories of that game. I think that that game is overdue for a revamp. Oh, yeah. No, I, I really enjoy the game so far. There are a few things that I don't like, as in most RPGs, but I really really do enjoy it. I think it's a very well-crafted game. Yes, Mallow, sweet little Mallow boy. So, <laughs> oh, and then Gino, of course, too. Yeah, who's yes, uh, yes. you found Gino yet? Haven't watched the uh, the recent stream. Did you find Gino yet? Yes, we have Mario, Mallow, Gino, Bowser, and then Toadstool. So we, ha I think we have everyone. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Because I never actually beat the game, so I'd have oh. to. I yeah, so may I I will have to tune into your stream just so I can have that edification of having beat the game then with you. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, enough jibber-jabber for me. Let's head into the NPC creation. All right, so I believe you have already created a character and you're going to reveal them on the air. Is that correct? Sure, yeah. Okay, so what is this character's name? All right, this character's name is Mim Vargav. Mim Vargav. Yes. As I'm checking my notes, Vargad. What is the ancestry for Mem? Mem is a human male. Okay. Yeah. And then what is Mem's role or job in society? He is an ex-merc turned into like a blacksmith armorer. Okay, interesting. And then how old is Mem? Mem is 25 years old. Describe the physical appearance of Mem Vargav. Mem Vargav is tall. He's a bit filled out. It could be fat, could be muscle, depends on who they talk to, you know, who's asking. They have blonde hair, they have calloused hands. They look like they could be a blacksmith or an armorer, just from, you know, if they're wearing different clothing or you can see that they have the occupation on their hands. Let's see, what three adjectives best describe Mem Vargav? Compassionate stern and loyal are these qualities that he picked up long before when he was just a mere blacksmith apprentice did he learn them as a mercenary or has he relearned them back as a once again blacksmith i think mim would always have been compassionate and loyal and i think mm -hmm. the sternness might have come from the mercenary training what is a valuable item piece of lore or a secret that this character possesses or if none of those things what's an ideal or concept that they follow yeah after thinking on it quite a bit i think the most that men would value is their family and family would be people that are he's close to like that he has a lot of bonds with so not necessarily blood relatives where they could be considered family is very much more people that he keeps close to him what is a particular quest that mem vargav would be willing to recruit or hire player characters to undertake yeah i think that he if he was being like 
blackmailed or someone like someone in his family was considered a hostage he would want to save them no matter what so he would look for adventurers to go and rescue them because he wouldn't be able to or something's preventing him from doing that okay so we'll go with someone in his family whether that's a blood relative or just someone who he values has been kidnapped for ransom probably because of his past and there is some circumstance that is preventing him from going off and doing that himself so that's why he needs to hire player characters to go rescue the hostage basically right right okay so what is going to be the reward that mem vargav is going to give the heroes if they are successful in rescuing the family member, what's going to be the reward for the heroes? He will use his skills as a blacksmith slash armorer and make them something. So a very personal weapon or personal piece of armor, something that is basically representative of his appreciation to the adventurers. He's able to at least impart a uniquely made weapon or a uniquely made piece of armor equipment yeah what is going to be the consequence of failure or refusing the call what's going to be the result of this outcome i think mim would definitely try and do things himself and whether or not that pans out for him that might not be the case that it works out if it does work out then he's probably going to leave the town and isolate himself closing his forge or something like that or he'll end up being killed and the hostage will also be killed oh wow okay yeah no that sounds like it could definitely have wider repercussions for a town especially like if he's new to the town maybe he's the only blacksmith and then all of a sudden his place is closed because it's like oh well he ran off to go do something and he hasn't returned and now there's no town blacksmith or he's just so isolated and removed and everyone's like oh that's weird the blacksmith all of a sudden just shut his doors and he won't ever see anyone and he'll put your eye out when you try and knock on his door and say hello so that definitely sounds interesting if Mem is willing to risk himself to go get the hostage if no one rises to the challenge and the possible consequences that he gets killed, does that mean that Mem was a very experienced mercenary or was he like a low-level mercenary? I don't think he was that experienced. I think he's young. I like to think he was kind of conscripted and then since the, if that didn't pan out then he turned into mercenary work just to use those skills and probably some event happened and he no longer wanted to do his mercenary work so he decided to go back to being a blacksmith or an armorer. Okay so I can see a clear picture of his life now so he was apprenticing as a blacksmith gets conscripted learns how to fight fighting's done he tries his hand at mercenary work doesn't like maybe the dirtiness or the politics of mercenary work and decides to return to his trade as a blacksmith but then because of the consequences of his actions from his past as a mercenary whether they were good or bad someone that he knows ends up getting made a hostage and then that spurns this whole side quest so that's that's really interesting i think we've learned a lot about mem vargav and i think it's time to head into a random encounter So this is the part of the show where after we've discovered who the NPC is, we're going to do a short roleplay exercise. So you get to dust off your cobwebs from two months ago and you get to adopt Memvargav. And I will go ahead and take the part of my generic adventurer, Duncan. And I suppose Duncan will stroll into town and happen upon a blacksmith shop. Feel free to add your own embellishments and whatnot. So I suppose 
I will set the scene. Alrighty. After having completed his last adventure in the halfling hamlet and helping to bring some rowdy children to justice with the local matron and her spoon of justice, Duncan sets out down the road and he heads to the next town and taking a survey of his equipment realizes that his armor and weapons have seen better days. And as he strolls into town, it's midday and he can see the blacksmith sign gently creaking as it moves back and forth in the breeze and he can hear the clanging of blacksmith equipment. Oh, oh, what a long journey on the road. Yes, hello, is there a blacksmith in this shop that could help me? I need repairs on my equipment. Ah, yes, go ahead and set them down on the counter. We can take a look at what needs to be repaired. He sets down some of his equipment and says, How long do you think it'll take to get this repaired? Hmm, based off this damage, we'll say probably the better half of the day. Ah, fair enough. Well, is there anything to do in this town? While I wait? Well, you could try the bar probably two blocks over. Otherwise, there is... I think we do have like a little board posted with some tasks that could be done near the town square. Duncan rolls a investigation check and he sees that there is some kind of note that is hastily jammed under like a stack of tools and he'll turn his head. What what's that note over there? Is there something the matter? Oh no, nothing nothing that uh would concern anyone. But uh yes, I, I can I can work on your, your armor. Duncan will roll an insight check and see that the blacksmith Mem uh, seems to be avoiding a particular conversation and Duncan will say, Good fair blacksmith, I am a seasoned adventurer and I travel the lands writing wrong and so If something's the matter, I will gladly take care of any task that you set before me, for I am homicidally brave. So I suppose Mim would realize that Duncan's telling more truth, you know, being very consoling and would open up and say, my, uh, someone very, very close to me has, uh, been kidnapped and, uh, forced to, to pay a ransom. I, I can't afford this ransom. If I could probably task you with helping me out and saving them, um, I would be greatly indebted to you. Of course, I can round up a posse of potential muscle and might, and we can either negotiate peacefully or we can resolve this with blood and iron. So then I suppose Duncan will ask for the note so then he can begin the task of tracking down the ruffians and going about rescuing the person. Yes, here you go. And I'll, I'll like uncrumple it and show it to Duncan. Ah, so Duncan will read it and then he'll say, is there anything else that I should know about these people who have taken your friend? They are part of my old mercenary group. They're they're much more experienced than the average mercenary. Um, so do take care. And what is this mercenary group called? If I if I recall, it would be the Talon company or group. Can't really remember what name they decided on. Uh, after I left, but uh, Talon something, for sure. Ah, yes. Yes, I think I have heard tale of these rogues dressed in black and springing seemingly out of nowhere and waylaying people of good, moral, upstanding character. I will return once my equipment has been repaired, and I will bring your friend in tow. Onward! And see. Do-do-do-do-do. All right. So as we head into the 
final thoughts of the show. What did you think of this experience? I liked it a lot. It's a good mental exercise to think of what this character would do and how they would act and what their backstory was. I haven't actually had to think of the backstory that deeply and how it would play out later on. Ultimately, the aim of this show was to give Dungeon Masters and players as well an opportunity to have some NPCs with real gravitas behind them so they didn't just feel like, oh yeah, here's NPC number 43. Because sometimes Dungeon Masters, they like to put fun and interesting people in front of the players and there's all kinds of fun and interesting people in the world so that's the genesis for this show yeah so thank you for introducing such a versatile npc character i hope listeners that you take this sweet wholesome boy and you stick him in your campaign because we <laughs> want to hear about it on our reddits we want to hear about it on our twitters and facebooks and as i'm sitting here plugging my podcast social media would you like to promote or plug anything here for our listeners to check out yeah i would be so appreciative if everyone would check out my Twitch page at uh, twitch.tv slash Sionesus, uh, P-S-I-O-N-I-S-U-S. And I also have a YouTube channel and a Twitter going by the same name. So we'll make sure definitely to promote that. And again, you like to play a lot of RPG games, but you, do you play other games as well? Off stream, yes. Usually I, I have my viewers vote on what game I'll play next. That way I can get some sort of connection with them and engagement. But typically we try to stick with RPGs so we can play them and then review them at the end. Okay, awesome. Well, it sounds like, listeners, you have an excellent new RPG streamer to follow and find. And I hope with Mem in tow that you've got another awesome NPC in your arsenal to deploy. And with that, I want to thank my guest Patrick, my good fraternity brother, for being on the show. I'm hoping that maybe we can speak again in the future and you'll have a new NPC to bring to us. Yes, I would love to. I would love All to right. supply more NPCs. <laughs> awesome. So thank you very much and keep on kicking butt. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Side Quests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Four! Psychics, psycho